Folks, last night I went on a date with a woman. And we had some drinks. And she drank more than me. What's going on, America? Is this a new normal? I sure hope not. And Biden's America. 48 minutes of dog barking. 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 Growl. Growl. 48 minutes of dog barking. 48 minutes of dog barking. <laughs> so, 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 Jason. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> this is 48 minutes of uh, dogs barking. 48 minutes of dogs sucking and fucking. That's sucking the and show. Fucking jeez. So, uh, how are you feeling after last night? Man, that's uh, pretty pretty good. My ears are still fucking ringing. So, uh, for, for those of you not in the know, not following us on Twitter and various places, we went for a boys' night last night and went to go see Japanese noise rock band Melt Banana at Blueberry Hill. Fantastic club, of course, celebrating its 50th year here in St. Louis. Yeah. And boy, what a show. Um, I, uh, I had a blast. I had a good time. I was a good time boy last night in the the Matt Berry sort of way, and uh, <laughs> a good I just, time boy, my good time boy. Um, <laughs> I uh, like earlier in the week I had gone and seen Viagra Boys, and that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But like the crowd was really fucking weird because like I'm walking up in line, there's like dudes popping out of like B up Chevy Berettas <laughs> with like tall boy, 32 ounce like fucking yeah. uh, you know what do we call them grain silos in Wisconsin, grain silos, yeah. grain silos of like fucking uh, stag and and shit like that. I didn't think they made grain silos of stag. I thought it was all two by fours. It might be a two by four. I mean, I mean it was a silver, it was a goldish hue can, so it could have been high life for all. Yeah, I know. it could have been high. But you know, these guys, you kind of look at them, you know, like they're part of a social group where they have names for each other like you know corpse pisser and titty god and shit like that you know yeah yeah like you know bomb proof or uh you know there's a guy there's a guy who you know there's that one dude in the crew who like spent a couple months in county for uh lighting up a bush with fireworks so they call him mr wizard you know like shit like that (laughs) you know mr mr wizard I called him backdraft if it was me, but that's yeah, just. sure. But that show was super cool in a lot of ways. Like Viagra Boys are great. They, I, I say, the strength of a band is they can take a song you don't like on the record and play it live, and you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, um, that I, and there was a couple. There was they started off with a song I don't particularly love that much called uh, "Ain't No Thief" off the new record. And I'm like, ah, man, I don't know. They're kind of starting off with like my least favorite song of theirs, but then like halfway through, I'm like. Yeah, I ain't no thief. I do just have the same stuff. Like, you know, like, like now I get the song for some reason. Now this is being formed from me. But like, it was such a weird crowd. There was like dirtbag dudes. You know, the the guys that are like, I would see why I worked at Guitar Center, like hugging their girlfriends from behind. Like, come on, honey, just buy me Fruity Loops. You know, those yeah. kind of dudes yeah. to like to like Malolesque, what I would call horse girls from West County, which is the big white flight. affluent part of st louis it was really weird seeing two of those young ladies in the front of the crowd singing along to every word of the viagra boys uh set i was like what the fuck is this yeah but like in like the slam dancing was like super aggressive like people that 
I'm not sure really I've ever been to like a punk show. Like maybe they only ever saw it on TV. And so like I stayed away from the pit because I was just seeing like just people were thrashing way too hard. And that was it was a really cool show, but it was like a weird vibe. Yeah. So going to Melt Banana, which felt very like almost communal, like everyone like I saw a lot of people like I knew or knew of everyone seemed to be kind of like on the same vibe like yeah there was like you know moshing and a little bit of slam dancing but like no one was like slamming into each other or like pushing or any of that fucking poser shit like it was very like good vibes like hey we're all kind of pushing each each other and like hey someone falls down pick them up you know that kind of shit which uh i don't think was what was going on at viagra boys it was a very uh angry and weird which i guess is in track with the viagra boys this whole deal but like it felt like a little uh sweaty i think as the kids would say yeah yeah a little cringe melt banana boy that crowd there were a lot of people our age or older well i mean there there were some young folks i I definitely definitely a fair share of young folks there was also that kid that looked like a uh like 10 he looked like he looked like a late aughts like uk grime rapper like he it was so weird straight out of children of the corn it was so weird like like uh his parents were like having such a good time Mm. but i'm like i have so many foes of him just looking just dead just like i can't wait for this to be over my parents are so embarrassing and i'm like and i'm like i'm like on twitter of like if your parents take you to your first noise set at age 10. How do you avoid ending up like one of the gremlins from Die At Word? Like, it's just like you're just you're just dipping that kid's brain in FEV. Like, he's yeah. just going to become a super mutant from Fallout. Like, I just... Yeah, he's got, he's got the uh, the bebop and rock steady future ahead of him. It's so <laughs> weird. Like, that is like... I mean, if that kid's not like putting together like uh, guitar pedals by like out of high school, I don't know what. It's like getting yeah. like a build your own clone kit or something going. Right. One of those. I, I, it's like, yeah, at this point, like I, at this point, if you don't at least turn out interesting, it's kind of just a failure on the human experiment. But I just, that kid just looks so I, I I saw the kid coming in and going out, but yeah, I didn't really catch him during the set. Cause oh, was, I'll show you a couple of photos later. It was so. I, fucking... I was in the corner, you know, masked up, trying to trying to avoid, you know, getting the Rona again. I'm just I'm I'm paranoid. This was my second concert in a week. You know, I told yeah. you that I, I went to see Ani DeFranco, who in her you know twenty plus years that I've been seeing shows of hers. Never really a bad show, but the last time we saw her in St. Louis, boy, it, you could really tell that she was just mad. She just could not wait to get off stage. Yeah. No talking between songs. Just a surly performance mm. from someone who's pretty pretty generally known for being... Chill. Because if you listen to her live records, you can really get this vibe of like, yeah, she hangs out and she talks to people. And that's sure. But boy, you know, the last time I saw her, she was just... I gotta get through this set. I gotta go. You know, like yeah. it was not a good time. Yeah, it got doo doo ass or something. Something. Or... <laughs> well, and so so this show the coke I got was stepped on. So, yeah, they got the baby laxative. She asked for <clears throat> pizza and catering, and they gave her emos. And, well, I, and pie was still across the street at the time. Is so. pie still there? Is that gone? No, now? I don't think that's still. Oh, there okay. Pie, yeah, so pie was across the street at the time because I think we had eaten there. Uh, that night and and yeah so two shows in in five days after not going for at least three years was really like oh fuck oh, what am i so i'm standing in the corner mask up i'm sneaking off to the bathroom to drink my beer like that's how paranoid i was uh, beer, though. 
I mean, I get it. I get it. Like, it's just... (laughs) My $4 stag is not going to be sullied by someone else's. Sullied by the common folk. Yeah. I mean, for the record, I didn't wear a mask because I so recently had COVID, but I will be masking up. Oh, don't don't fucking chastise me, you (laughs) asshole. I will be... I will probably, if I am... uh, If I get a photo pass for turnstile next week, I will be masking up and probably masking up. turnstile especially. That's going to be a busy Oh, that's going to be a sweaty. So, uh... My my buddy that works at the pageant told me that Turnstile for this this tour are trying to do their sh- their shows and I'm I'm sure they're playing places like the Observatory mm. on this tour you know the pageant here uh, the Metro in Chicago or like Lincoln Hall maybe and um, yeah, they're no trying to do it without play. a barricade and like I, okay yeah sure whatever because like Turnstile's kind of got one of those you jump on the stage and do your little goofy ska kid <sighs> hardcore dance and you grab the mic and you sing a song or you sing a verse or a line or whatever, kind of that vibe, which like is fun at smaller shows. I don't know how that's going to work at the pageant because no. uh, just so folks know, like if you go to observatory in Orange County in uh, Santa Ana, the stage like from like is the faux pit is kind of like below, I want to say like chest height. Right. It's like at, an orchestra pit. Almost. It's like a, it's a little bit of an orchestra pit, but at the pageant, the way that venue is set up in the, in the observatory in in California and the pageant are kind of similar in how they're designed. But the thing is, is that, um, the stage of the pageant is much higher it is actually taller than me. Hmm. Um, it, shooting in the faux pit, which is kind of tough sometimes. And like, I'm like five eleven. you know, uh, my ex used to say when you say you're five eleven, it just makes someone thinks you're you're five foot nine. But I'm like I'm legitimately. <laughs> well, why don't you say like you're six foot? And I go I can't claim that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't tell that lie because I could too. But I'm like just shy. I'm like five eleven and some change. Yeah. So um, so I don't know how I'm like thinking like the only people that are going to make it to that stage are going to have some really good upper body strength. Gotta yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be, it's just going to be dudes that look like they they all were linebackers in high school. <laughs> probably still are it's probably still are out, like yeah. it's just like i'm just imagining it's like it's like the people that the security don't want to get on the stage are the ones that are going to oh, be yeah. on the stage yeah but hopefully i get a faux pass for that i don't know we'll see well we're we're knocking on we're Thank crossing you. our fingers for so you. before we start getting into the meat of our uh internet pie here <laughs> we should do we should give a shout out to uh, the two locals that opened up for Mel oh, Banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was particularly smitten by the Mall, yeah. which is a uh, two-piece. I guess you could call it like a dark wave, mm-hmm. ambient. No, not really ambient, but like kind of like dark wave synth vibe. Synth kinda, punk. Synth punk. Yeah, it's got like a little bit of a hard edge to it, but it's also kind of like John Carpentry in a, in a couple ways. Uh, I was thinking of the faint. I kept thinking of the faint. I, I can the see whole the time. faint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my cat gibson uh, intruding wow. on the show he uh, he agrees apparently that the mall are a, uh, a synth uh wave they or... were really great i just kind of liked their whole vibe and uh yeah and actually if you stick around for the rest of the episode uh we're gonna play a little bit of that oh, at the sick. end awesome uh, a great um, song called claw marks from the uh their new record yeah Tiny i uh, i really enjoyed Earth. their set and it was kind of fun like a lot of people i kind of know and one way or another from the scene we're like pushing our way up to the front getting the crowd fucking pumped some of these some of these folks are some ladies I kind of know in one way or another and uh, they're all like badass creative individuals like they're all they all have their hands in different parts of the music scene and they're fucking stoked they're getting everyone else fucking pumped and like one lady comes up and she's kind of a little crusty 
And so she's getting getting everyone pumped. She's dancing. She's having a good time. And like, I kind of get a little bit bo, and that's fine. Like, she's a little crusty. And I ain't saying ladies gotta smell pretty all the time. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing that sometimes they don't smell pretty. I am not judging. But I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. It's a little hot down here. I could see that happening. And then like more people start coming up. More of her friends. At one point, it's like the AC hit in the venue and the airflow changed and I just got hit in the face with the smell of spermicide. <laughs> First of all, I'm not slut shaming. Nope. I'm not judging None. because None. I'm going to say that I don't, can't tell you how many times I have ever shown up to a venue or show or a public space or snuck off during a show <laughs> for something and came back smelling like, uh, you know, the sex smells. Uh, I can't tell you yeah. how many times that has happened in my life, but I can most certainly tell you it is not zero. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not judging, but like it was kind of one of those things where like, ah, what the fuck? And then like it kind of like after that initial moment, I'm like, man, someone's had a really great day. Today. Yeah. Someone's just really like. You living know, their best life. I was just like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Someone's having a great day and they brought that energy here. It just, there's a little bit of a spermicide smell going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's pretty unmistakable too. Yeah. There's yeah. A, it was just like, oh, this smells like a first, why does it smell like a first date over here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that unlocked the memory. It was like definitely like smelling like your grandmother's perfume or something randomly <laughs> like at like a department store. And you're just like, where the fuck did that come from? Right. Uh, you know, some core memory shit. But I was like, oh, but I was like, their set was so fucking fun. Um, I really liked the energy. Uh, the vocalist, I think, might be Spencer or might mm -hmm. be the other individual. Um, was wearing uh, fishnet <laughs> stockings <laughs> and really fucking pulled it off. Yeah. It was like, it was like he has long hair and he's kind of thinning up top. But the whole vibe I got was like, this is like spooky goth synth, like Harmar superstar. Yeah. 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 That was, that was, yeah. Okay. That was the one, that was the one I couldn't square. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, this is uh, I'm getting, I'm liking this vibe. I'm liking everything they're doing. Every, every vibe they're throwing out, everything that band did in their performance, uh, I was all into and I will be seeking them out again. Mm -hmm. um, you all should listen to their music. And then the first opener was um, Radiator Radio Rays, Rays, yes, which is the solo project of St. Louis music nerd. <laughs> and uh, I guess he was kind of, I, I really don't know how to square Josh Levy or Levi mm -hmm. um, anymore. I just kind of knew him as a guy that was at a lot of shows and he seemed really nice. But he did like a kind of like a noise ambient set yeah um it was kind of neat you sent me a message saying that you know he's sampling a pine cone which i know is not literally what happened but it, it definitely well so i mean there's <laughs> that there's that old webcomic i can't remember we'll probably talk about it sometime but there was like a thing talking about going to like a noise show at a warehouse and there's a guy sampling a pine cone yeah but josh at one point took out like some chains you would use like to to tie like a you know, a, a load to the back of your truck and was just like, I think he had like a contact mic or something and he was putting that through like some sort of feedback or a sampler mm, yeah. or maybe some kind of hold and freeze memory thing and kind of building off of that. And I'm like, no way. Like it was like, it was like, <laughs> I'm living, I'm living that moment. I'm living that comic. No way. And, uh, it was like, cool. It was, uh, my only criticism is that, I kind of got some vibes from. I was like, you know what, Josh? I've also gotten really high and played with my sense <laughs> in all of my audio gear. Did that but, in my um, basement, not in the public. Yeah. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little more structure 
to the improv. Yeah, sure. But that's my only criticism. What he was doing was really neat. Right. And I look forward to seeing him grow and build on that. And jeez, uh, I didn't recognize him with that long hair. Yeah, long hair and the beard too. Yeah. Long, I mean, he he had like he had a beard, but it wasn't that long. It was it was a it was a, like a giant depth beard. It was yeah. real close to the to the skin. <laughs> Anyways, that was our Wild Boys Night out. Boys which, Night. Boys Night. No women. Don't talk to us. <laughs> I'm married and I don't know what his deal is. I'm just, <laughs> I'm a free agent. So uh, it's also been a weird time on the internet this week as I think, we, I think I say that every week, but man, to, this this week was had some real doozies. So it turns out you just can't. Is there free speech in this country anymore? I thought this was America. So Alex Jones had to pay nine. What was it? Nine hundred and sixty-five million or something million like that. Dollars. Almost that. Almost a solid B there. That's crazy. You know what? You know what? But he's a hustler, man. He's a fighter. He's yeah. a warrior. He eats. <laughs> he's meat. human, and he's coming. He's coming. <laughs> I'm coming, folks. <laughs> I'm just like if, I know Alex Jones right there is like man I gotta really sell some supplements now. yeah <laughs> like, like yo okay so, get your nine so eleven get your nine eleven dick pills <laughs> okay so wasn't there some other grifter who he was allegedly in a relationship what was it, like Laura Loomer or somebody possibly I'm I don't know those deets that's because in, in, me. now when you when we're saying like I'm coming folks 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 I've been busting I've been <laughs> I've been, I've been cut folks I'm gonna tell you something. I've been uh, clapping those cheeks. I've been getting that pussy real good. Her tire's not the only thing that got slashed, folks. I don't even know what that means. Anyway, well, uh, was it Laura, was it Laura Loomer, or was it? She was the one, yeah, who said that that uh, someone slashed her tires. When right. It was very obvious that she just like took a turn too sharp and curved the the sidewall really or, hard, or even that just like the tires were old and they just started Rotted. to disintegrate. Yeah. yeah. And then she faked a note from a mechanic saying the tires were slashed. And the mechanic then replied, like, I didn't write that. She wrote that later. <laughs> <laughs> like, speaking of faking things, this was very interesting. There was a, a couple in Michigan, and they had reported to the police that th- there was a bunch of vandalism done to their home because they were Trump supporters. And on their red SUV, it wrote, like, Antifa targeting Trump. And then on the on the, uh, the the driveway, it was like Antifa revenge. Like it was very kind of Antifa like was, to uh, sign that for you, isn't that it's, nice? Uh, it's like Black's rule. Black's rule, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's, and I'm sorry that to guy. say that in the time I've spent as a photojournalist, being around activists and people that would call describe themselves as being radical, Antifa is that there are people that fucking lame. They just usually don't get invited to the cookout. I was gonna say, yeah, like, they, <laughs> like there are. I'm people, sure there are, but like there are there are some people that fucking do the black block. that are fucking larping out their fucking ass. Oh yeah, and there's also some people that like, yeah, I right. I could like like no, nah, I wouldn't fuck with that guy. Oh, that guy, that guy over there with the the baseball bat ra- wrapped in barbed wire. Eh, that guy's kind of a pussy. Yeah, that, but the dude, the dude right there with like the cockroach neck tattoo. Like, I would be afraid to give that guy a glass of water. Watch out for him. Yes, yeah, yes, like, yes. He's, he's, Another guy got caught doing something similar recently. Uh, Dennis Mola said vandals spray painted Biden twenty twenty and <laughs> and BLM and an Antifa symbol, which was not what it was. It was an anarchy symbol, but really badly drawn Amazing. on his garage door, and then burned his camper. Well, Department of Justice 
That guy pled guilty to wire fraud after staging the arson. That's right, folks. He faked it. So, yes, he, he started his own property on fire, spray painted the graffiti on his own garage. He then created and allowed others to create two GoFundMe accounts, which raised him $300,000, which was the wire fraud piece of it. That's impressive. I saw, I saw um, a, a uh, individual that covers a lot of the protests and stuff in New York City mm-hmm. respond to some of that stuff with like, you know, we got better fucking hand style than that. We got better can oh, control. Yeah, yeah. That shit is that shit is corny. It's funny. It's funny though. Like those fraudulent GoFundMe's, man. Getting that wire fraud. You know, oh yeah. Charge. Oh yeah. What else happened this week? Oh, uh, Biden. Looks like he's going to legalize it, baby. No, he's not. I know. <laughs> like, don't. No, it's fine. I, I right. know. I, it's, it's fun to think that we, that, that you know, I, this is well-trod territory, but it's always funny watching right-wingers and, uh, you know, the alt-left individuals talk about Joe Biden or talk about Democrats in general, where it's like, I wish they were that cool. Like, yeah, Antifa super soldiers. You don't, <laughs> you know, or, or like the idea that the Antifa loves Biden when it's like, yeah, yeah, like no. it's so, it's so weird and childish and, uh, I don't think he's going to legalize it. No, I don't I, think so either. It, it's funny. It's, it's he, fun to pretend. It's isn't fun it? to pretend. Well, it's like that whole thing. Uh, the pardon on the federal level didn't actually help anyone. It was completely uh, symbolic. Yeah, symbolic gesture. But here's the thing: he he can, as president, force people mm-hmm. in government to reschedule marijuana and do a lot of these things. Instead, he's like he's begging. Where it's like you can just do this. Like Trump knew this. Right. That was he, his whole appeal. And he was like, oh, you're not going to do it? Well, I guess, I guess I'll just have to do it. You know, um, like there was actually like even like some of the few things that he passed that like weren't necessarily shitty. Right. Were, were him. That yeah. was an executive order or executive right. uh, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So like, I mean, a lot of the shitty stuff he did too was an executive order, but like there was even like some things where we're like, huh, well, it's, it's sad that like the Democrats didn't want to get on board. Like the one of like five shitty things that he wanted not shitty things he wanted to do so yeah. he was just going to do it he's a man going his own way <laughs> <laughs> he's taking the red pill he's, folks so. folks <laughs> taking the red pill i like it i've seen beyond the simulation and simulacra i've seen the true name of god <laughs> i am walking backwards in the hell folks i know i've i've know i know you've said this before but i am saying it I, they don't want me to say it but i'm gonna say it <laughs> i'm gonna say it here now yeah <laughs> the riffs they come great pbs has announced that uh, children's television favorite arthur is going to have his own podcast. So I want to go on the record right now as having beef with the Arthur podcast. I'm going to go ahead and just be like, hey, yo, fuck that guy. He's full of shit. Uh. <laughs> you know, I never watched any Arthur growing up. I didn't watch any of that PBS shit. I was too busy watching anime acts and reruns of The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, apparently, Arthur is really... I'm not like talking shit to anyone that has any affection for it, but like, it's one of those things where like, was it a thing back then? Was it? I mean... I, I guess. guess I guess it was like, well, Stephen Crowder was a voice actor on it. That's is, a whole nother. Yeah, a whole fucking weird thing. But that's how long it's been on the air, I suppose. But like, I was one of those things. Like, it's still going, still going on. Okay. Well, apparently, the, sh- the TV show has been over for a while. Well, 
They had the 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 teacher get gay married. I don't know. I don't. Oh, know. The, are they doing like a, the the pre Netflix Trailer Park Boys thing where they're just doing kind of like like movie length episodes or something? I have no idea. I I again I'm I I haven't kept up with Arthur. My You'll kids watch never liked it. Television. Well, my my kids never liked it when they were young enough to to watch it. So I I have no idea about it. son. This Arthur. is an Adventure Time house. <laughs> they liked Adventure Time just fine, but I think they prefer stuff like Gravity Falls and watched a couple episodes of that with some friends and i was like this is actually really good this kind yep. of it's a shame it only went for two seasons kind mm-hmm. of good it was just also funny that, like it's disney and it's very like cute and charming but they also just have like the <laughs> character <laughs> you're talking about seuss seuss who's yeah great. hey hey seuss hey hey dude yeah he's, hey. he's yeah the dim-witted but lovable strong guy. It's a very common trope in a lot of shows. What's up with all the bloody bandages in the woman's bathroom? Yeah. yeah Seuss, like- Seuss actually gets his own episode, Small Divergence, but he gets his own episode where he falls in love with an anime girl who wants to become real. That's really choice. That's, it's one of my favorite sounds ones. sounds amazing. It's so good. Yeah, no, but everything I see in Gravity Falls, I uh, I really liked. Well, Alex Hirsch did, his, did a, his, another... That's the creator of Gravity mm-hmm. Falls. He did a show. Netflix has it. It's called inside job it is about a, a a government agency that creates and manages all the conspiracy theories because yeah. they are all true they all happened all at the same time uh, <laughs> christian slater's in it fantastic highly recommended watch inside job i've watched it it's good i liked it i didn't realize that was the same guy same guy it's, uh it wasn't like mind-blowing or anything it's not no, it, was just it good. wasn't as good as gravity falls i wouldn't say it's even as good as some of the other stuff but i will say it was entertaining, entertaining and enjoyable. I know I am the resident cynic here. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I thought there were some good jokes. I'll I, take it. I'll That's take it over. <laughs> I, you know what? I would rather like this. I would rather rewatch that than watch a single episode of BoJack Horseman. Fair enough. But you know what? I would rather watch Puppy Cat. Okay. All right. <laughs> have you watched Puppy Cat? I have not watched Puppy Cat. Puppy Cat's good. Okay. So, anyways, back to the internet being no. Weird but actually, what's f- really funny is that speaking of things I want to watch, Puppy Cat. There's a guy, <laughs> yes, Puppy Cat, but also there's a guy on TikTok and, and Instagram or whatever. He goes by Meals by Kooj. Mm-hmm. Have you heard this guy? Uh, I'm not familiar. He's the opposite of Barnacle Jim. His okay. face, very short. Oh. Oh, is he like the Armenian guy? <laughs> no, he's Italian. Okay. He's he's like the most oh. Staten Island Italian guy you'll ever okay. meet. He's a walking stereotype. I'm abusing my body like an altar boy lately. My cholesterol's rising like Jesus. I'm gaining weight like I'm on birth control. And I'm gobbling food like Augustus Galoop. I can't stop. But I got an eggplant, fresh mozzarella, superside, so much salt, my ankles are going to be swelling up like a diabetic. His whole thing is like he's... Oh, he's, is this like big time Tommy? Sort of, but he's a little scrawny dude. A little scrawny so he's guy. He's a little scrawny guy going about. And so he's also he cooks. Okay. So part of it is that he's I'm gonna make a fucking you know a steak. Oh, I know you. I think I think I know what kind of guy you're talking. Yeah, about. that that guy. He's he's it's it's almost like he stepped out of a Sopranos episode. You know, he's sure. Just, he's a guy, but he's a gawky, uh, nerdy looking dude. Cougine is his is his actual name. So it's <laughs> so it's meals by Couge. Is he kind of young? Um, yeah, younger guy. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen him because everyone yeah. was kind of like... He should be the voice of Mario. That was the I think stuff like that. Or I think when he like first... Because he was doing like the food thing and people are just like... That one streamer, Emily, who had like a really yeah, yeah. thick uh, Staten Island... Or could do a really thick Staten Island accent because like... I guess, you know, her parents are, you know, like that. You know, uh, and she doesn't... Is he, it. you know... 
Italian. <laughs> well, you know, some people don't always inherit. When you said, the, when you said as, if the, her parents were like that, I was like, what is that code for like Italian? <laughs> you know, he, you, know you know, those people. Yeah. Um, is he from, you well, know, the boat? inherits every affectation of their parents, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sometimes they, they may true. inherit one or two things, but sometimes like an accent or a regional yeah. accent yeah, doesn't yeah, always yeah. come through. My grandfather kind of talked like this. Uh, oh, why do you keep going like that? I'm going to bust your britches. You know, because he had fucking fake teeth that he never put in. Yeah. They all send all those fucking clowns back to the minor league. Kind of that whole deal. I don't really talk like that. You right. get me drunk enough, I might start talking like that. But, <laughs> by, but you know, as, as generally day in, day out, I'm not, I'm not going... Uh, all those clowns in Congress, they all be ashamed of themselves. Uh, if it was up to me, they all be in jail. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was right there, too. But, uh, yeah, Meals by Kush. Yeah. Meals by Kush. Highly recommend looking, looking him up. He's hilarious. So that's the stuff I've discovered this week on the web. Yeah. So what's our... Uh Crypto scam of the week. Well, we, man, there's a lot going on here. There was the uh, Mango hack. Break me down with the Mango hack. Mango was or is a platform where you could kind of do futures trading, the crypto platform, to be clear here. Right. And someone did an exploit worth $160 plus million. Ooh. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. Found that here, uh, courtesy of Mashable. A hacker stole 112 million from Mango Markets, which lives on Solana, which we've mm-hmm. discussed before. Solana has the market. It, hey, listen, do you like your blockchain not to work? <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, I like I like a blockchain that is unpredictable and is unreliant. I like I like building all of my blockchain projects on there. This guy performed the Mac maneuver. If you remember uh, from It's Always Sunny, Mac would always say things like. I play both sides against the other. That way, I'm always on top. This is what this guy did. Yeah. Purchased a large amount of tokens, the MNGO, the Mango tokens, Mm -hmm. on an exchange on two separate accounts, one of which going long, which means they bet on the price going up. Right. And the other, bet short, bet on the price going down. Mm -hmm. They used more funds to then manipulate the price to make each account Continue to feed the money. That's right. So they, per Mango's official statement, total draining of all equity available. And then, of course, they they basically were stealing liquidity out of the project. That's right. And boy, whew. Yeah, I've seen. They're pretty much empty handed, those investors. That's that's pretty much it. There's, there's, There's nothing left. I have seen these sort of attacks, like bot attacks and things like that, on launches that were like rebased tokens and stuff like that. Yeah, but, Mango's but I've never, been around I've a never lot. seen this on uh, like this kind of strategy on a project. Like this is like a fucking BSC shitcoin that started with five hundred dollars worth of liquidity, and then someone manipulated it to siphon out every, basically every buy um, and all any liquidity that was created into that project. This is something that's established. It's been around for a second. You know, and fucking 20 some odd dollars that is that is not chump change that's mm. not just uh rugging someone for a couple of ethereum that is you know that's real money oh, now yeah. now did this individual did they do the the whole uh yeah, well, if I give back a heart and twenty, there was no bounty. In there. There's no, no there was, bounty. There no it's bounty. just like it has, that money is gone. Nope. We're we're done. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Geez. So uh, also in, in the news this week, Celsius. Well, you know we uh, that we've covered Celsius. 
previously. I don't know if we went into big detail, but there's a great video by CoffeeZilla mm-hmm. about it. If you if you want to get into the deep dive there, but the yeah. long and short of it is that their CEO Mashinsky resigned, declared bankruptcy. Celsius is a, is pretty much insolvent. Insolvent. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. And then because of the bankruptcy ruling, because of the filing in the bankruptcy mm-hmm. court. Half a million Celsius users got their transaction data released. I saw this. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that people want to say about crypto that's advantageous over other systems, there's some sense of anonymity, mm-hmm. which isn't always true. It's kind of, it's kind of, sometimes yes, but usually no. This had some people pretty upset. Well, I mean, you got to figure this was also, you know, an error on the side of the legal team, Celsius's own attorneys had posted this to Pacer. And Pacer is a big database for everything dealing with online legal filings. So it was a 14,000 page PDF dumped onto Pacer by the Celsius legal team. Uh, the folks over at Gizmodo nabbed a copy before they could take it down. Mm-hmm. And so it's now publicly available. All this information is out there. It's a huge leak. Of, I well, private information. I guess you could really say. I mean, in, yeah, a, in a privacy sense. But I just, but it's like crypto people. So it's like, I mean, like, I, it's like the 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 inner internet libertarian in me sees the huge problem here, right? But the the uh, sarcastic internet asshole in me is like kind of like good, I guess. <laughs> A lot of people were likening it to when Mt. Gox was yeah. was leaked and all that stuff, which if you don't remember what Mt. Gox means, it actually was the Magic the Gathering online exchange, mm-hmm. uh, and that was used originally to trade Magic cards, but then it became a cryptocurrency hub. It was like the Bitcoin exchange for a minute. Very, yeah, it wasn't very like long. Ten years ago, ten years ago, that was kind of like the place to trade Bitcoin and maybe Ethereum. I don't know. If- oh, our good friend Zach XBT, of course, mm-hmm. posted evidence from that leak that a Celsius influencer named Lark Davis had promoted Celsius after, of course, pulling his own two and a half mil out of the exchange. So that type of stuff is going to be exposed more and more. Of course, our good friends, CoffeeZilla, Zach XPT, uh, Rug Pull Finder, all those guys are going to be pouring through this data because it is a lot of stuff to kind of go through. It is uh, is ridiculous. It's kind of, what a... I mean, a it's shit like, show. It's a shit it's show. show. It's like it's like uh, Alex Jones's lawyers accidentally giving up a whole entire copy. It of is exactly that because it just, was what, the, what because my, it was that same problem. It was Celsius's own lawyers. It, it be your own dudes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it really, really do be like that. It do be like that. <laughs> Two white guys in Tower Grove saying it, it do, do be, be like, like that. that. So, <laughs> so talking about. Bad influencers no. and all of that fun stuff. I uh, bef- sometime this afternoon I had taken or over this afternoon I had taken some time to check up on a project that I had talked about last week, which was the list. Oh, the list. Which oh my. So I kind of predicted like either this would kind of really keep shaking the boat. People like Coffeezilla and XBT Zach is that you? Zach XBT Zach Zach XBT. You know they kind of rocked the boat and all of that. The last thing they really posted was like five days ago and like three days ago of like, oh, we're really going to make some people upset. 
and then uh, there's it's just been nothing. So it's Q style grifting is what this is really. So they they lit up one dude who is is, and maybe and it seemed like they had some legitimate stuff on him, and now they're just kind of they're teasing. They're teasing. Oh, you want you want you want us to tell us who the bad boys are? Mm. The bad boys of crypto. Mm. Only if you tell me your seed phrase. (laughs) Uh, uh, Oh, I really want to. I really, uh, I really, really want to. Oh, so it's the chorus of a whole song. Okay, that's, that's your seed <laughs> phrase. So, oh God, <laughs> I don't know if that. I don't know if the mics picked that up, but the moment he said that, my cat outside the door is going. <laughs> He's 16 years old. He gets around, but boy, is he loud. I'm trying to make sure where things are. He really uh, is. So yeah, so that's crypto scam of the week. Crypto scam. Well, multiple. Uh, that was multiple two, scams, right? Did multiple scams two? and an update on a project that is supposed to be talking about scams and scammers it looks like it will probably in its own right be some sort of scam classics that's classic how it goes. classic move folks listen these other guys they're not gonna see you. listen here walter <laughs> what you're gonna do is you're gonna buy one ethereum <laughs> and you're gonna put it on the list <laughs> <laughs> There was a post a while back, and it was like, you can tell how good a show is by the amount of shit posting that the fans do. Mm-hmm. So they're saying, you know, I can't tell you how many, you know, really awful looking tattoos people got from WandaVision of this trite little cheesy line from the show. The people looking at Better Call Saul, one of the best acted and directed shows on television, and I went on YouTube and there was a video, it was a still image of Mike Ehrmantraut, who's called Finger.WMV, and it was somebody doing a Mike Ehrmantraut impression going, Walter, put your penis away. I'm not going to have sex with you right now, Walter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. All right, what you're going to do, Tone, is you're going to freak this bitch out. Now I want you to do it. First, you're going to take your nuts. And you're going to put them in her ass. Put it in that bitch's ass. And then what I want you to do, Tone, this is very important. What I want you to do is you're going to put your penis in her pussy. This is important. Don't put your penis in her ass and your nuts in her pussy. That's not going to work, Tone. What you got to do in this very specific order is you got to put your nuts in her ass... And then your dick and a pussy. Do you understand, Tone? Repeat it back to me. Tell me you understand. Do you understand? <laughs> you want to freak this bitch out right or not, Tone? <laughs> Just at the fucking corner. Yeah. Of like Westgate and There's fucking Delmar. As people walking by, is this two, <laughs> two drunk schmucks just going, put your penis away, Walter. I don't want to see your penis right now. It was like a 30 minutes, too. We're standing on the... <laughs> Gosh. Our, our fucking, don't send us to prison. Our yeah. life is enough punishment. I live in a mental prison. All right. So talking about mental prison. Hey, what uh, what's our weird internet thing we're going to talk about today, Jason? Oh, Brian, it's called the misanthropic bitch. The misanthropic bitch. So the misanthropic bitch. Sorry. All right. So Jason had to take a little bathroom break before oh. we hit the record button because he thought he was like, I'm not going. I don't want me to correct you on your own podcast, there, partner. <laughs> but Tone is from the Sopranos. And I was like, listen here, motherfucker. <laughs> This is an actual real thing. This is a real clip of a real pornographic video <laughs> starring people that have families, 
hopes and dreams, and you're besmirching this memory. What can I say? I'm sorry. I so apologize. I had to find the only thing that I could really pick up really quickly referencing this real-life uh, pornographic adult video, which was a youthemannow.com oh boy. Uh, page, which had some audio clips, uh, which the one the famous, the one the lines, because these guys standing around, it's like a, a woman, she's on her back with her back propped up against a chair, ass and pussy up in the air, and there is a uh, young man that's kind of standing above, kind of about the, you know, kind of like the drill-down position, as it were. Yeah. And they're kind of like, yo, Tone! <laughs> yo, freak this bitch out! Put your nuts in the in the ass and your dick in the pussy, and he does it. Oh. Uh, but, but like, the thing that kills me is I forgot that there's one guy in the, in the, in the pot watching this, <laughs> and like, in this, like, plush California mansion. You know, they're doing this in, like, a in like what has to be like a six million dollar home the rent the rented porno mansion oh, yeah. the same you know, one they always the, use all, you yeah. can tell you can tell that furniture is expensive but it does have scotch guard um, it's got plastic sheeting on it now yeah but uh but this one guy just goes man i gotta try that at home <laughs> Jesus. Oh, all right so we got the laughs out because we're, we're talking about something that's Funny in a way that things were funny 20 years ago, but maybe isn't so funny and insightful now. Yeah, so Brian brought this to my attention because I have not thought about this particular site in at least a decade and some change. We're talking, of course, as I mentioned previously, the misanthropic bitch. We'll be abbreviating that as the TMB. Yes. Or the bitch. Uh, or the bitch, right. As I think the author referred to themselves. Correct, yes. Uh, uh, the, the author, by the way, as of this recording, still a pseudonym. We still don't know. We don't know who this is. No, no clue. Yeah. So, according to the author, again, this is this is all hearsay based on what they posted about themselves. So, when the blog began, and and this was very, very, very early in the what you would define as a blog, it was a single serving site. Yep. It was nothing but posts. It was a blog. This was pre-Blogspot, you know, this was right around the time LiveJournal, but this was, somebody had rolled this themselves. This was an HTML, you know, because I'm looking through the Wayback and, and going through these, and these are individually coded pages. This is yep. just somebody's stream of consciousness onto a blog. So according to the bitch themselves, they were a 19-year-old journalism student in 97, which doing the math today would make them 44 years old. Jesus. Uh, self-described misanthropic bitch, mm-hmm. uh, commenting on current events, society, politics, etc. Very much what you would expect from any given blog at the time. Now, what really got the misanthropic bitch into trouble was she was what you might call nowadays a child-free person. Yes, it was actually probably, I think, the first time I ever saw that phrase. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of things, because I think, I mean, gosh, I was probably like... A teenager, mm-hmm. I was probably like thirteen or fourteen. That tracks. Yeah. When I first started reading this, I mean, it's very mean. It's very harsh, and in and it's it's mean and harsh and angsty. There's a, a kernel of sincerity that it's it's hard to because I've been reading through all these posts all yeah. day. I've been sitting back and, and and going through as many posts as could be archived. Yeah, and boy. There's a there is some rough stuff in there. I mean, but there's also stuff about like, isn't it stupid when people name their kid Jennifer and it's spelled J E N Y I P H I E R? Right. You know, like yes, that even 20 years ago that was stupid, and that's still stupid today. 
Yeah, there. I mean, there's some stuff that something awful even touched on on the front page, you know, because there she was talking about the uh, photoshopping pictures of their mis- people's miscarriages into you know scenes of the Garden of Eden and that kind of stuff, which was generally agreed upon. By most netizens, which is what we called ourselves in the time, don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> By most netizens, thought that was cringe as fuck before we had a word for it. I don't think we called it cringe, but I think we definitely... Was, uh, I, I remember there being an awful link of the day, a website where it was like premature births and stuff like that. But it was like one of those things where it was like, uh, I don't... I think the, the text, the copy for the awful link of the day to this website was like, I really don't want make fun of this because there's some really sincere grief here but uh there's also something kind of fucked up that this exists as well so uh right yeah uh so the misanthropic bitch was was not pc very much in the again 97 so that tracks with a lot of the stuff that we were seeing at the time like your uh, your south parks and your and, and your edgelord stuff that was on the internet and it was it was a period of time in the internet where you could be very mean and the most more creative your swears and your slurs could be the better you know dictioning piss waffle yeah uh cat bird ham ass looking motherfucker you know stuff like that but here here's an interesting part about it because a lot of what misanthropic bitch talks about has a libertarian leaning and we're talking old school libertarian old not school not libertarian. age of consent libertarian very much the leave me to mine type of libertarian there, there's stuff like no more affirmative action because it's hand holding or things like get rid of teaching evolution in schools but this was more of a sarcastic thing like get rid sure. of teaching evolution in schools because i believe in marduk and i want them to you know to teach about marduk but what really got her in trouble for a while there was saying that pregnant teens were, quote, the poster children for forced euthanasia. She did say that. Yeah, she did say that teens who are pregnant should not only be killed, but, you know, basically uh, she drew the line between Kevorkian, who was a big news item at the time. Yeah. Dr. Jack Kevorkian, who uh, did a bunch of assisted suicides, brought up several right-to-die laws in certain states, and that was pretty much squashed by the end of that, but... She took the extreme that, you know, teenage pregnancies costs, you know, $7 trillion a year or some such right, nonsense. Kind of really extrapolating, like, the dollar value, which, without really considering, like, the, the human or the, you know, communal value of these or circumstances of these things, which, um, if you're an angry person on the internet around 2000, you really didn't give a shit about it. It's more like, I'm on here, I have a soapbox, here's my ideas, um, and... You know, there wasn't really social media back. There was no social media back then, so there's no. It's very hard to get pushback. You know, you can right. really just have your soapbox, and you know, maybe people email you, but then that just lets you do a a mailbag post where you mock them, which is exactly what TMB wound up doing a lot. Actually, at the bottom of every page on the misanthropic bitch, there is a disclaimer: the misanthropic bitch does not encourage feedback, which of course is preceded by a link which is the mail to which is their email address yeah the misanthropic bitch does not encourage feedback all submissions though become property of the misanthropic bitch submissions may be published or reused in any other medium now how how much that would actually hold up legally who the fuck knows sure i'm not a copyright lawyer but the other little proviso before that is the misanthropic bitch copyright 2004 
providing jack-off material for white misogynists since 1997. <laughs> well, it's such... A, I mean, I... Why was... Why I read... I went through and just skimmed a couple articles. And I remember reading that, that line just being like, that has been stuck in my head one way or another since I was a teenager. Yeah. And, like, there's just weird things like associating dimwit people with, like, Velcro shoes and, like, all these weird little shorthands that I don't necessarily believe in, but they're kind of like that Hithikadanka, that little thought in the back of your head. It comes from this website. Because, like, I had friends in high school that we all, like, talked about websites like this or, like, Rotten or um, something awful or, like, you know, Adbusters. And then finding out Adbusters is actually incredibly lame and cringe. Um, even back then, as teenagers in the Midwest, we were like, Adbusters kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Mid at best, yeah. I, it was just like, this is dog shit. Like, you know you're in a college town when the local bookstore has uh, a couple copies of Adbusters in the magazine rack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I used to subscribe to that motherfucker, so I'll tell you how much, you know... <laughs> Dumbest fucking financial decision I've ever made, and I've made some yeah. dumb ones. Yeah. Jeez. The black spot sneaker? Oh, oh that was God. gonna be a thing. I was, oh. it was on the tip of my tongue. Oh, we couldn't, we couldn't get that going. God I damn just, it. Uh, I uh, when I was moving most recently, I was going through all of my my books, and I was like creating a pile of things I wanted to keep and stuff I wanted to get rid of, and there was a couple. I mean, honestly, out of everything I had in my, my book collection, there was only probably like 10 books I wanted to get rid of. But a few were kind of like, well, you know what? I would rather just give it to like Goodwill or something. And then like, I, like Culture Jam, which I bought like at, at Borders <sighs> when I was 13. Well, man, I'm fucking 13 years old. I'm fucking reading Gidi Bor. And it makes sense. No, I get it. I get, it like, tracks. It was just like I already read, uh, you know, Nickel and Dimed and uh, oh, yeah. you know, No Logo. No logo and all that stuff. Born to buy. Like, I had gone through all the fucking anti-consumerist sure. like, fucking sociology books you could get at a Borders in the Midwest circa 2000, 2001. So that was like, fuck it. And then I read that. I'm like, this sucks. This is a yeah. bad book with bad opinions. And again, 13-year-old fucking wet-ass kid basically left her and anyone he knew at the time, which isn't wasn't saying much. much. Yeah, Not saying much. Boy, getting back on the soapbox for a second. But for my 18th birthday, a present to me was going to visit my brother out in San Francisco. And he lived in the Mission District. This was either the beginning or end of Gay Pride Week in June of that year. So that's 2004. And that also happened to be the weekend that I was there, the weekend that came to pass in my trip visiting my brother and his then girlfriend um, in San Francisco was also the weekend that Fahrenheit 9-11 came out. And I remember us taking a cab to the Metreon, which was this very cool little theater and like shopping vertical mall kind of thing that Sony owned in San Francisco. They had uh, went to go see a midnight screening of that, I believe. And I remember getting out of the taxi and there was like a guy dressed like George Bush in a George Bush mask, like waving his fingers around. Hey, hey, I'm a liar. He, 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 and kill me. You know, like this shit like this, like just just like that's what, what like passed for like really Wow, that's edgy. such so, that's edgy social commentary. And I remember sitting in the theater. And this is San Francisco, mind you. The fucking epicenter of, you know, quote, unquote, hippy-dippy progressive shit. And maybe the end of actually San Francisco being yeah, that kind of place. Yeah, I was going to say. My brother did work a <laughs> time, so uh, 
Mm. Anyways, anyways, but I remember like every single time Condoleezza Rice was on the screen, people were like hissing and, and <laughs> stuff like that. And it's like, you know, now at the time, like I can actually like that part sounds so cringe because Condoleezza Rice was kind of a terrible person in her own right. right. But it just kind of felt weird. Like there was people were throwing around rolls of toilet paper where every square had George Bush's face on it. Right. It's just like, you know, for me, like, wow, this is fucking crazy. And now it would be like. If I went to something like that, I'd be like, "This is kind of lame." Like, where's the where's the open? Is there an open bar here? Is anyone passing around a bottle of Mad Dog? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Anyways, misanthropic bitch. Just kind of talking about the period of time in which this yeah, website well, existed. Th- th- that's that's very prescient that you would bring that up actually because post the 2004 election where for some reason America decided yeah let's let's go ahead and and reelect the Texas jarhead that fucking you know just I think real... John Kerry just just was weak he took a shit publicly but also there was the swift boat thing because people were like oh yeah he's not a real uh, war hero it's some dim vietnam shit this was 2004 the war had been over for 30 fucking years we're still talking about fucking vietnam fuck Look. you Sorry. I mean, if he was a real veteran, he would have talked about all the pussy he got stationed in the I've, Philippines. I've been I've been holding on to that one for a while. Like, it's, it's fucking. I'm reporting for duty. It didn't help that he was an herb and just like a fucking nerd. Um. <laughs> so on my fridge, have you been to my apartment? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if I had it on the fridge, but I got like a, a Vegas million dollar chip fridge magnet that oh, wow. uh, I got visiting Vegas a couple years ago. On my fridge, I have two fake dollar bills. One is a Alice Cooper billion dollar babies, uh, hey. uh, which was the last show I ever photographed at Riverport. And it has a hole in it because it was on Alice Cooper's sword. And I'm like, yeah. I, I fucking I snagged that shit. I'm not usually a guy that grabs guitar picks and all that. I usually give those to people in the crowd. But I was like, I had like a handful of them. So I hand them off to people in the front row and I put one in my camera bag and I have that on the fridge. But the other one I have is a anti John Kerry, like $5 bill. It has like, re- you know, re- references to Heinz and like the Swift Boat <laughs> shit. The portrait of him on the fake dollar bill um, has him like picking his own nose and shit. It's just very quaint by today's terms. Like, yeah. Just like, man, like. This was probably like seething commentary or like, you know, but like oh, nowadays, yeah. if that if you did a political ad or did something like that against your opponent, that would be like childish. It would be yeah. quaint. He would be um, like, well, who is this fucking guy? Well, so the misanthropic. You're not bit. threatening to kill his family. Gosh, are you? Why are you even yeah. in politics? What are you doing here? So the misanthropic bitch, no fan of George Bush. Mm-hmm. That comes as no surprise. Anyone to the left of, I don't know, Pinochet was not a fan of George Bush. I don't yeah. know that. When George Bush was reelected, there was a post on the misanthropic bitch. The headline being "Welcome to the Hellmouth," a reference to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, there is a town in Southern California that is built directly on the mouth to hell. The first line of the post being "America, what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were friends? Okay, we weren't friends when the country was decrying roving bands of latchkey kids. Remember latchkey kids? Yeah, we were going to lead the nation to ruin. You kind of overreacted with that one. I didn't burn down the house, kill any elderly neighbors, or score 25th percentile on standard tests. But for a while, I thought we had an understanding. You do your thing, I'll do mine, and if it doesn't impede each other's lives in any way, we'll leave each other alone. You have your prayer circles, 
we'll have our circle jerks. I thought it was working. What happened, America? Where did all your right-wing crackpots come from? Are you part of some decades-old government cloning program? Do you simply not get that Bush embodies the worst traits of both major parties? Do you hate gay people and... and abortion so much that you'd vote against your own self-interest do libraries not exist in your state does education scare you so this is somebody who saw the writing on the wall Mm -hmm. very clearly yeah i mean it's it's very prescient looking back at these posts and going wow um a theocratic order of right-wing nutjobs yeah, that was happening 18 years ago, and the, the chickens are just coming home to roost, really. As an angry kid in the Midwest, this shit kind of did speak to me. You know, obviously someone was upset about the war in Iraq and Afghanistan right. and everything. But yeah, like, hearing that now, I'm like, yeah, that is... Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... With a, with a clarity that we can really only ascribe to, like... Apollo's gift of prophecy or the, you know, Cassandra. Those are the only two that I can think of, you know? In doing research for the show, we basically had to go to our good friends, the Wayback Machine, the Internet Archive, because the site and most references to it are gone. I had to send you, because you were like, well, because I sent you a Wayback link, and you're like, or I sent you a wiki yeah. that had a Wayback link, and you're like, well, this only goes up to you know, a certain part of time, and I had to find another one, because she had to change her URL, because it was originally bitch.shutdown.com, <laughs> um, which is like, well, stu- like I, and I, I knew that off the top of my head. Yeah, like, I could. Well, but, because it was a, it was a sub-site of Shutdown, Shutdown was its own thing. Yeah. And, and, and then, the guy who ran shutdown didn't like some of her 9-11 stuff. <laughs> surprise, 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 surprise. Yeah. So it then became misanthropic-bitch.com, which I won't advise you going to right now because it is a, yeah. is a porn malware site, it looks like. Yeah, um, definitely not. But to put, to put how short of a period of time this website kind of existed seven uh, years right seven years but the as far as like the maturity of the web and what we know i think the last post is about terry shrivo yes terry shrivo yeah, yeah. the 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 uh, comatose woman in florida i believe mm-hmm. and the the whole right to life debate that that mm-hmm. engendered all of that stuff coming up she started with the whole crack about about uh, teen pregnancies being uh, euthanasia, and then she ended with. Uh, so it's a nice bookend if you if you yeah, really think um, about it. But yeah, Terry Shavo, two thousand four or five, somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah, um, just going through, kind of skimming through the website was like, wow, like some of this shit really did not age well. Right. Um, but some of it, like what you just read off here, um, like yeah, that was free interesting and like most people when they had blogs at this period of time on the internet they were really just kind of like everything nothing stuff like you know i when i mentioned it to you that like oh we should cover this one uh you made a tweet being like remembering like you know uh <laughs> blogs at the time were all before maddox which god well i guess we'll have to talk about that yeah, guy. it's a whole other episode and hopefully yeah. we don't get sued talking about him because apparently he's very litigious i welcome his hatred <laughs> parody, 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 allegedly Minecraft, uh, Roblox. Um, but um, like the lot of the other like blogs that I kind of read or knew about, like one that kind of always stuck with me was um, I want to be cool dot com, oh, which wow. was a guy that worked at Churchill Downs. <laughs> which he was like a young guy. He was like he was like probably in his early twenties. Yeah, not like nineteen or twenty. 
you know, and I just remember that just being like kind of quaint. And I think other blogs at the time were either this like kind of just a guy talking about his life or like, you know, my brother had a blog that was just him like posting photos of him walking around San Francisco. And he actually owned the URL uh, webhor.com for a while. I think that oh. was his personal blog. Oh, wow. And um, so like when people. So just a quick aside here but i've had like pulitzer winning photographers and journalists talk to me about like do you think the new york times is ever going to work with you if your portfolio website is uh assholemusicphotographer.com and i go i don't think so but they're not working with me now, now. yeah <laughs> but my brother used to, my brother instilled this in me in a young age and that like when hiring for tech positions he worked on a bunch of startups after his time at google yeah and he started in the blogger team and he's like talking about you know when he assisted in the hiring process or being asked about what do you think about this candidate he he felt that sometimes you had to look at whether or not someone was a good culture fit more than whether or not they had the chops sure which, which is people have some opinions about that but he's like well you know i would rather hire someone that i thought was really interesting and creative than someone that was like a fucking top tier MIT graduate coder, but also had the personality of a fucking wet fucking dog. Right. You know? So one thing we definitely cannot accuse the mythanthropic bitch of is having the personality of a wet dog. No. However, she did include a brief bio. So these are the facts as we know them about yeah. her. One, I am not old enough to drink, which tracks 19 at the age of publishing in 97. Okay. I have been dating my boyfriend for five years. Tells me nothing. All right. I have no intention of breeding. Ah. Ah. Here comes the child-free bit. And the talk about teen moms being uh, eligible for euthanasia. Okay. I am a college student. Makes sense with your writing style. I am originally from Boston. And, and now I live in New York City. Again, only city in the world. Love a slice. Gotta have a slice. Love the Mets. Let's go Mets, <laughs> baby. Love the Mets. Hey, I'm doing the I'm doing the uh, the, the that's offensive. The, yeah, the hand gesture. You it's can't see it. My but people, it's... Jason. <laughs> You're not fucking Italian. No, I? I, I, have, I, have I explained the fake Italian thing? Yes, I have. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, my family fake Italians. Uh, my, the, the 23 and Me results where my mom found out there was no like 20 percent mozzarella. Ah, just finding out we were just like just dumb Midwestern like Irish German people. Perfect. Which 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 tracks? All right. Uh, uh, my personality type, this is, again, the mythanthropic bitch. My personality type, according to the Myers-Briggs test, is INTJ, which is, of course, what every narcissistic asshole on the web claims to be. Sure. Introverted, intuitive thinking, judging, by the way. I don't know how N comes from intuitive, but I'm guessing they just skip the just I. Just so, because there's not two I's in that I guess category, so. I suppose. I I believe the last time I took a Myers Briggs was when I was 19, but I, which again, again, uh, I don't think I've taken one since I tracks. So I believe I was extroverted, intuitive thinking, judging. So it 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 does. There's a lot of common traits, sure. right? But what's really stupid is that it's just like astrology. It doesn't really mean a goddamn thing. It's just a bunch. Sure. It, it's a personality test you took on the internet. It doesn't fucking mean anything. Yeah. But some people put a lot of stock in that, so whatever. As as someone that has like gone on a date with someone or was 
in the process of possibly dating someone and they did like the star chart on me and they're like eh, I don't know about this oh, uh, oh your Mercury's in retrograde yeah uh, oh, you've got Gemini moon nah, well I'm a Taurus mm. I don't know if this is gonna work out listen oh, I'm just gonna, let's just cut our losses right here I'm just like the fuck are you talking about right I mean, at least I've dated, like, a few girls that were, like, kind of, like, you know, witchy in the millennial way, and it was just, like, a fun thing. You're like, however, but, like, people that really put stock in this shit is, like, <laughs> holy... scary. Like, maybe touch less grass. <laughs> this is the opposite of what I hear like, all the time, Maybe yeah. you should, like, have to go build a PC. <laughs> go work in a data center for a year go, uh, and tell me about it, yeah. Go in a place where... You can't produce stack electricity. <laughs> you can't wear. <laughs> you wool. have to wear the band on the wrist. Yeah. yeah. So one of the big features of the misanthropic bitch. I'm only going to do one of these. I have to find the best one. But one of the big features was, like I mentioned before, we don't welcome feedback, but we're going to use it for posts. And so it was the it was the clapback post. It was a classic mm-hmm. clapback post. So here's one. Relke wrote, you are definitely 20-something and it shows, TMB. True, they haven't started to sag and I don't have any gray hair or wrinkles, but how can you see all that through the computer monitor? <laughs> mm, that's, mm, mm, the mm. Republicans? <laughs> <laughs> A very Bill Maher response, yeah. Uh, yeah. New rule. Uh, <laughs> New rule. Titties can't sag. <laughs> Not until you're 30. Let's see. Rolke continues, uh, when you've lived a little bit and experienced a lot and not from the top floor of some foppish dump, come back and really do and say something of value. TMB responding, no matter how many babies I push out, no matter how many stamps I have in my passport, no matter how much debt I amass, it'll never be enough to suit someone who thinks maturity only comes when one agrees with everything she believes. Rolke continues, mom, woman, daughter, dash human being, six exclamation points. TMB responds, closing the email with, not a wife? Slut. <laughs> <laughs> that type of uh, shit. Just just really amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's good. Mm, not a wife, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone did get a ring. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Couldn't find the right Cracker Jack box, huh? <laughs> Just couldn't get it done. So yeah, the misanthropic bitch. What a, what an interesting time to be on the web. Seven or so years of of just posting through it. But yeah, this was a website every single weekend when I would go visit my dad. He had a computer, so I would like fucking sit on the webs on the fucking surf the web, and like this was a website I would constantly check up on pretty much every weekend. I loved this site. It doesn't. Like I said, I still don't think all of it has aged really super well, but it is an interesting artifact of what, you know, unique content looked like. Yeah. I mean, this was definitely someone writing for themselves, mm-hmm. by themselves, almost to themselves at a certain point. But I would agree. Misanthropic bitch. I wrote this on Twitter the other day, but it really sticks out to me. Like if she'd kept at it. I think she'd be making a killing right about. Oh, now. she would definitely have like a op-ed uh, column on Salon or the the Blaze or wherever. Think about this: forty-four years old. Oh, she could have been an admin at Daily Stormer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's all true. It's all true. So, it's, folks, 
What's our gross? What's our gross picture of the day? It's not a gross picture this time. This time it is a gross video. A gross oh, no. video, so gross. Oh no! A gross video, I'm, so I'm gross. See, I'm seeing what's on the screen here. A gross video, so gross that it wound up being a feature film, a uh, a movie called Zoo. Oh no! And it was not a it was not a dramatized film. It was actually a documentary. 2007. Uh, it, it went to Sundance. <laughs> I kid you not. It is. Uh, it's called Mr. Hands. Yeah. Mr. Hands, uh, also known as Two Guys, One Horse. Is it Two um, Guys? Well, well uh, technically the one guy filming. That's what oh. they did. A gentleman from Unionclaw, Washington, by the name of Kenneth Pinion, thought it was a good idea to... Get fucked by a horse. Get fucked by a horse. That's right, Brian. Gosh. Uh, receiving, receiving, obviously, uh, on, on the end there. This was, this was, didn't he, I mean, at this time, this video occurred, you could just go on the air and buy yourself a silicone horse stick. 2005, you could do that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I know this. <laughs> But, uh, I'm not going to look into your closet was, the next uh, time I'm at your place. But this might right. have been the early days of Bad Dragon. Could have been. I always joke, so I had a job where sometimes I would have to go like Harbor Freight or Granger to pick up parts, and there was always these older guys always like circled around a catalog, and they always look at me real shifty because I didn't look at look like a guy that should be there picking up parts, uh, which they were right. I shouldn't, you know, I did not fit into that culture. I used to always make a joke that those guys were always looking like a Bad Dragon catalog and like yeah. circling the ones like, I think my wife would really like this one. You know, <laughs> they probably would have. So, Mr. Hands... Uh, boy, there's really no easy way to say this, so let me go ahead and drop every content warning I possibly can. Bestiality, uh, death, horse cocks, everything. Uh, so uh, skip about the next five to ten minutes. So the video shows Kenneth Pinion getting fucked by the horse, referred to as Big Dick, mm-hmm. if you remember this in the film, uh, while another man, James Michael Tate, holds the horse's penis in place. Uh, and, and at the same time is recording the act. Uh, Pinion, who in the video is referred to by the nickname Mr. Hands, hence the name of, of the, the video there. Uh, he did die as a result of this. Yeah, I, 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 I've i never... You know what? I've seen a lot of fucked up shit on the internet. I have discussed a lot of the fucked up shit I've seen on the internet on uh, on this podcast, even though we've done like what a dozen episodes, twelve episodes, yeah, twelve episodes. Wow, I got it right there on the money. Um, I've never watched this. I've never had. I remember the Fiad thread mm-hmm. about this, and I felt like just reading the commentary in the Fiad thread was like, I don't, I don't need to ever interact with this media. And um, <laughs> yeah, you, you, I mean, you, you wouldn't want to. No, it's fucked up. I, but mm-hmm. it's the only way I can ever find like anything humorous about it is other people talking about their experience with it or like I remember there's an episode of Come Town where they talk about it yeah you know like there's that part where like the, the penis goes the horse dick goes in his ass and he just goes Oh, <laughs> and and the, you know, obviously, there's some really awful things that probably come from that moment in that yeah. man's life, yeah. and how little left of it after the horse dick penetrates his uh, his body, and not just his ass, but his body. Like it probably yeah. like shredded him, right? Yeah, perforated colon was the cause of death. Uh, yeah, 
what's interesting is 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 not so much the video itself, which is just a grotesquerie, but what's interesting is the story behind it. And this is the thing I had to look up. Yeah. Like what happened to this guy? So he was I forget what he did, but he worked for Boeing. So I don't know what his actual job was, but he worked for Boeing. I feel like every person that works for Boeing is some kind of sicko. Well, uh, considering my dad and one of my aunts, yes, I would I would agree with that. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, so, I, no, it's it's true. That that, that, that was so back were, when they we were, were McDonald's. McDonald Douglas family. We weren't we weren't full of you Boeing perverts. That's fair. So yeah, so he'd been with Boeing for a while. Moved to Seattle. Let's see here, and say so he won the fuck a horse. Well, he had a motorcycle accident. Which, which Hold on. Uh, it, 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 this, is, this is how this is cited, courtesy of our good friends at Wikipedia. He had previously lost the ability to experience certain sensations in the lower half of his body after a mm-hmm. motorcycle accident, which does sometimes lead people to getting experimental with their sex life. Yeah. It doesn't always lead to people trying to get fucked to death by a horse, but... This is what happened. Essentially, you know, he got into much like our good friend Goatsy, uh, big dildos, fisting, etc. But then receiving anal sex from horses, I think, was the final straw, literally. Yeah. Yeah. You just can't. Can I mean, it's just, at that point, why don't you just go lie up a police precinct? Like, there's, yeah, what, the, there's you, nothing else left. Well, so apparently there there were a group of men online referred to as zoos. Yes, I uh, I remember uh, a forum invasion from Fiad that was condoned by Lotax on a zoo forum. And holy shit, I don't think I'll ever look at the movie Spirit the same nope. way again. Nope. Um, so essentially, these groups would film one another being penetrated by the horses. And then sometimes with each other afterwards, of course, being filming all that as well. And then posting God, the gape you would have, yeah, just insane. You fucking throw a nickel down there and never uh, hit the bottom. You <laughs> throw one of those commemorative Kennedy dollars down there. And this is the part that I find again. There's there's so much about this that's so fucked up. But the you ever had to dig a uh, post hole for like a fence? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be your asshole. Uh, <laughs> so they train. So these guys went through a lot of trouble to do this. They would yeah. train the horses by by stripping, applying a horse breeding pheromone to themselves, and then getting into position. There was a lot of like you have to basically trick a horse to fuck you. A horse will not fuck you on it its own. It doesn't seem like it's in the nature of a horse. No, it's uh, not like a dog. No, it's not like it's not like you a, still have to trick a dog. dog. You dogs, still have to trick a the, dog. The inherent nature is has probably been passed down since the time of the Vikings and the Anderthals is that a dog will always want to fuck a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to scrub that image out of my brain, because that I've been thinking about that for the past 10 minutes. Let's do the breath mint this week, Brian. <sighs> so I have a couple I have a couple things that I want to go ahead and right off the bat tell you to avoid. That's my big thing. I'm gonna I'm Some gonna bad me you've ever I'm gonna split with. the breath mint this week into avoid, watch, and read. Uh, and play, actually. Uh, so I've got I've got several things. First up to avoid, at least for now, avoid Overwatch 2. It's alright, but it's Overwatch 1. There's really nothing to be added. There's nothing there for you unless unless you're looking to kill 20 minutes and, you, you know, you, you've got that amount of time, whatever. Fine. Play it. But don't don't go into it whole hog, as it were. There was a 
point in time where I was really into Overwatch to the point where... I think we both were at the same time. Yeah, yeah. to the point where one of my close friends bought all of us like Overwatch hoodies. <laughs> I have Moira, even though I'm a Arisa main. I think I stopped playing when Sigma. Oh, That's okay. kind of why I started to drop off. When yeah, he, Sigma <clears throat> balls. <laughs> I have I have a friend who who is masterful at every Overwatch character, and um, it's amazing watching him play junk, Junkrat or playing like Orisa and stuff like that. But there was a point where I went from really loving Overwatch to not really enjoying Overwatch at all. I think there was a lot of, like the meta stuff that they were doing. I didn't always love. I felt like Blizzard kind of got in the way of their own product. Which is uh, which is weird because it's like it would have been great. There was certain metas that felt balanced enough that most shit felt pretty fair. But it started getting really particular about what was the winning strategy. And right. I just didn't get into it. And everything I ever saw about Overwatch 2 plus all of the controversy with Blizzard, like sexual harassment, revenge porn, all of this stuff has really soured me on their product it's the same product. It's Overwatch one with a with a couple of new characters in it. A couple of new characters, uh, graphics upgrade, now it's two maps to play. A couple of a couple of game modes that they brought over from the arcade. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, this is well. There's that one new game mode called Push that's apparently fun. Push is not fun. I'm sorry. Oh wow. Um, oh wow. The, the the come to Jason's downer corner. Push is not fun. Push is never fun because. They took the game from 6v6 to 5v5. I like that idea. Which is fine if you have your roles, you know, you have your 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 supports, your DPS, and your tanks. Those are your three sure. main roles in Overwatch. If you have your roles filled by people who know what they're doing, yeah. that's fine. However, in reality, that doesn't happen. Very rarely. You'll go into roll queue, which sucks. I hate roll queue. Yeah, if you want to play DPS, which you I might do. be waiting forever. You will be waiting extra long. So, of course, I go to open queue, mm-hmm. which is where wherever. you'll fill in wherever it's needed. And guess what's always needed? Support. It's support, which is why my main, according to my stats, is Lucio. Because that's the only support character that I can actually do any good with. Because he's actually got range and ability, and he's got the ability to actually do some damage. You don't like Moira? Moira's fine. I don't know. So finicky. So So finicky. finicky. I feel like the changes that they were making to her before Overwatch 2, I would go over and hang out with my friends and and watch his husband play, and he'd like show me, like, yeah, they keep changing Moira, and I'm not really sure if it works. Uh, I'm still fucking crushing, but like I'm not sure if I'm enjoying this as much as I was a couple patches ago. <laughs> the, the Moira changes really make every match that features that character a real sweat fest. Like there's just every time it, it's a whole thing. Anyway, yeah, sure. It, 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 basically, the long and short of it is, don't bother with Overwatch Two at least for another six months till they get their shit together. It's gonna be a while. It's already had like five updates, and it's only launched two weeks ago. There's a bunch of shit that they're still working on, so that's that's not good. Uh, also, to avoid, I want to just put this on the top of the on the top of the docket here. To avoid is on Netflix a film by Rob Zombie.
monsters. Oh, that looked like hot piss. Oh, it's even worse than the trailer. Let me tell you about this. So, first of all, it's an origin story. Nobody mm-hmm. needs the origin story of the monsters. We all know the origin story of the monsters. They're a bunch of Universal Studio monsters. Or like knockoffs. Or not, yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're, they're the knockoff Universal Studio monsters. They live in a square-ass neighborhood. That's the joke. That's what makes it funny. Yeah. The only <clears throat> movie that could get away with an origin story like that was The Addams Family. And those are two fantastic films. Great. Even the CG ones and the live action ones, all both of them. And it doesn't hurt that the Adams family there both, was a both fucking, times there was there a was fucking cast. Adams family TV show on like Fox Family in yeah. like the early two thousands that actually wasn't shit. It's I feel like giving I feel like being given the Adams family as a property to work on is like working for DC and being asked to write like a Batman script. It's or like being asked to write a Green Lantern script. It's it's easy money, baby. It's, it's like it's uh, all you have to do is be a, enough of a weirdo to imagine what these characters can be. Or yeah, how just, just they don't can be do subversive. Just don't do the Batman who laughs because, oh, actually, I'm going to tack that one on to my avoid. The Batman who laughs. Do not read that. Mm. Absolute dog mm. shit. I uh, recently read uh, The Long Halloween. Oh, fantastic. That was, what a that was great. I didn't really love the art. No. It was a little image comics. It was like a knockoff of the time. Sand. It was it, of the time. Yeah. It's a little bit like uh, a guy saw some Sam Keith artwork and was like, man, I can't do anything cool as that, but I'm going to try. I bet you dollars to donuts he worked with or was working with Todd McFarlane. Sure. Because um, Todd McFarlane did some Batman stuff at that time sure. period. Sure, I so, mean, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to like talk down on the Long Halloween's. I believe one of the principal individuals behind it just passed away. Yes. Um but the the art style I would say goes from being like actually really expressive and striking to kind of just brutish and ugly. And some and a lot of times it does work, but there was a couple pages or a couple beats where i'm like i just want to read the words i don't want to look at the art right. that that happened a lot at that time period too because they were coming off of some real solid hits you had year one which frank sure. miller had done you had uh, killing joke had just come out a couple of years prior they were gearing up to do nightfall mm-hmm. so there was it was that in between period for batman that gotham by gaslight I think was right around that same time period, but that was a whole nother crew. Sure. And so like, it was such a weird time for Batman because they were doing all sorts of experimental shit with Batman. Yeah. Long Halloween is good. Story wise. The art, kind of suffers a bit in the middle in the middle bits yeah i mean like again there's some stuff that's really fucking good and really expressive i think the story is great and there are moments where that artwork really is i feel like there's some inconsistency like it's a little abstract yeah and i think it really works sometimes and also sometimes as a weakness it's uneven i think is the that's critical term. That's fair. <laughs> is it worth reading? Yes. Is oh, yeah. it a really cool story? Yes. Great. Is it uh can you see how it influenced like the Christopher Nolan trilogy? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um I really there were parts about that I thought were really fucking fun and I am very thankful that someone let me borrow their copy. Fantastic. Only wish I could get my copy of Paper Girls back, the complete. I can't believe that got canceled after one season. I have a feeling. Okay, so this is something I'm going to approach probably later on in a future episode when it actually comes out. But I have a feeling that same thing is going to happen to something I'm hyped for. William Gibson. Yeah. Often gets the short shrift when it comes to things that are adapted from his works. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Neuromancer has been in development in hell for 30 years, etc. The one movie that got made flopped like hell. That was Johnny Mnemonic. Of course, yeah. he wrote the screenplay. So now he's got in the works, actually in the next two weeks, will be coming out via Amazon Prime, same company mm-hmm. that dropped Paper Girls. Chloe Grace Moritz stars in an adaptation of his novel, The Peripheral. Oh, okay. So The Peripheral is one of the more grounded, sort of plausible, more modern books that he's written. It's also, his most recent book came out in 2020. It's called The Agency. Yeah. This was, so The Agency was book two of the peripheral series, as it were. He writes books in triptychs. He writes three books at a time. Yeah. So The Peripheral is the first one. And it involves a, a young woman by the name of Flynn. She takes a gig. You know, she's working in the gig economy. And she's working, doing these VR tests for this company. She takes a gig. The gig turns out to be something else. And it and it also involves this future London that's communicating with the past, which is us. It's phenomenal. The book is. I have a real, real bad feeling that just what happened to Paper Girls is going to happen to the peripheral. We're never going to get a second season. I just, in my bones, I know it's true. And then that's just the way it is. Yeah, that, that sucks. I uh, can't say like I'm a huge William Gibson fan like you, but I do remember reading Neuromancer and Burning Chrome as a teenager and having that be pretty striking uh, fiction to me. I will say this. As he's gotten older and as he's kind of moved away from the stuff that he pioneered in the 80s, mm-hmm. he's gotten more erudite. Is yeah. that the word? I, I think I think I know where you're going. I think that's a good word for he's, it. He's not seeing the future so much as he's reporting on the present. Mm-hmm. There was a great book that he wrote called Pattern Recognition. Okay. And pattern recognition is the start of a new trilogy that is referred to the uh, the Blue Ant trilogy because it involves all the same all these same players. Pattern recognition involves a post 9/11 world where this woman is searching for the author of a piece of anonymous media posted to the web. And so it is very of the time, you know what I mean? Like he began, he began writing the book before nine 11, but then he wove nine 11 into the book. Yeah. And so it's a very post millennial take on this idea of what is identity in this post digital world. And, and so he gets into these really interesting concepts. And so it really is very, very different from what you would initially think of as a neuromancer type of book. This is a very different type of thing. And the peripheral kind of follows that same, okay. that same vibe. So I would recommend it to you as well. I, uh, I'll have to take a look. I have not really kept up with him. I just know he's still around, still yep. doing stuff, and people seem to still like it. I, I mean, <laughs> like, like I said... Clive Barker. He's still around, you know? I mean, like I said... Uh, like I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm like I'm a huge fan, but like mm-hmm. the books, the works of his I have read have always been like well appreciated. Oh, for sure. So, um, yeah, I'll have to keep an eye on that and watch the one season. The, <laughs> the I know the one season. The one the season is going to. I mean, it just she's. It, it's weird to think of how like Amazon and Netflix work, where it's like something that's really good, like Paper Girls, or some. It feels weird that there might even not even be a third season of The Witcher. 
and yeah you, you know like you never know like it's you know. just i feel like it's lucky we got a second season the first yeah, I do. season I, yeah you know, i feel I, that way yeah you know i don't think like the witcher is like just at like fucking knockout drag out like amazing but no it is, but it's it got is, star power it's and it's got, got a it's following competently yeah. done it's creative obviously the people behind it are really invested and they find it a very stimulating project to work on so it is fun watching a show where you can tell the people involved with it are having a blast yes there's it's a joy like, in it yes yes, yes there yes. is a sense of, of joy and pleasure and play it's not like watching the last season of game of thrones where it's like you everyone wishes they all could Ooh. get ebola and spit in each other's <laughs> mouths um <laughs> So I'm surprised I, they didn't try that. I'm surprised Kit Harrington wasn't wandering around the set just going, "Open up." <laughs> John, you've got you've got to spit your Ebola spit in Daenerys's mouth. No, I don't want it. <laughs> so, speaking of 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 Game of Thrones related mm. things, House of the Dragon, I'm House guessing. of the Dragon, yeah. still fucking amazing. I yeah. thought episode 7 was maybe the best thing they had ever done and then Episode eight, I think, is somehow fucking toppled that. It is really interesting. I can't think of the last time that I have watched a show where I felt like every episode was in one way or another outdoing the one before. Hmm. I mean, I felt like episode two was pretty dog shit, and I think it will probably remain as being pretty dog shit, but it was like it was like the one thing that had it was like the scapegoat for the rest of the season to be good. They had to just get all of these things out of the way. All right, now we're getting to the good shit. We had to give you the fucking turd episode, the ball episode or whatever. Yeah. The one the the save by the bell episode where Screech <laughs> where Screech realizes he can't say those people. Right. You know like just the the very special episode of Game of Thrones. Wait, he or, can't say it? I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> what do you mean you can't? What, what do you mean I can't say it? Um, anyway, Jesse doesn't take her anti-racism pills anymore, or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I never watched that much Saved by the Bell, so that's a little lost on me. But anyways, 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 anyways episode eight was amazing. Uh, I think. Now was that the finale? That was the no. Finale. There's still I think two more episodes. Two more, okay. Patty Constantine? Patty Constantine, yeah. His performance, I think, throughout the season has been really top tier. Some people felt like he was an odd choice because he was playing Viserys as kind of like a doting, kind of out-of-touch individual and didn't know if that was the right tone for the character. But as the season has played out, his personification of George R. R. Martin's character has turned out to be rather tragic and moving in a way that the first couple episodes of this season would not lead you to believe. Speaking of other things to watch, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mean to cut the House of the Dragon bit short, but I, 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 do, I do have a, a lot of stuff that I want to talk about. Okay, go for it, Chief. Who'd have thunk it that Office Jim would make an effective horror movie? Because I sure as shit did oh, not talk about A Quiet Place. Oh, you're finally watching A Quiet Place. Well, again, I have two kids sure. that are 12, going on 13. They will be 13 in, in very they're soon. Just, they're getting just old enough to learn how to count cards. Just just old enough to, to help daddy out. Just, My beer drinking hand's getting tired, boy. Come on, kid. Uh, <laughs> so... Give me another one of them silver bullets. You, oh, you crying? <laughs> you crying because you got to go in the backwards. It's extra cold in the fridge. Oh, put your mitts on then. <laughs> you kid, but I almost Anyway. Uh, <laughs> give me one of the I ones, see, see, one of the ones in the children. back. The ones that are really cold. I, I don't have any children, so I just imagine it's just being like an old Cajun man. Kind of. Just being like, oh, you think you can't get up in there and sweep that chimney, boy? 
Oh, I got I got a couple Capri Sun to say you can. <laughs> See, I've got them. I've got them like scooping cat boxes. So they're really yeah, they're getting in. If, if I had children that were like thirteen, it would be like, all right. So this is how we're going to let air out of the bad neighbor's tires. There it is. Yeah. You know, See, like, I haven't I even I haven't even thought about that kind of hooliganism. But yeah, uh, I I just like I remember when my my sister had uh, her second kid. I remember holding her as a newborn, just going, gosh, it's going to be so nice to teach you how to smoke cigarettes. And my uh, sister goes, Brian! And I'm like, oh, sh- oh, little girl, I'm going to teach you how to dip. Yeah. You know, <laughs> cuss, sit on a horse the wrong way. Like, just... <laughs> Just hooting and hollering. Hootin so my so my kids are twelve. They're going on thirteen. It's about time for them to get introduced to the the world of PG thirteen horror movies. So I've started digging through what I've got. Sure. One of the ones we did last week was Sam Raimi's excellent Drag Me to Hell. Ooh. Uh, and, and, but but so it's it's all of October featuring they, the actress who was in never anything after that. She was in like <laughs> a million movies nope. and then just disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Raimi took she broke her spirit yeah so we did uh, you know they've seen a lot of M. Night Shyamalan because M. Night Shyamalan likes to do PG-13 movies mm-hmm. so they've done you know they've done Six Sense Unbreakable Signs the whole the whole gamut but this was one I hadn't seen it yet I had not seen A Quiet Place it's surprisingly good I really it's enjoyed that good. movie it's very good it's so effective at the use of sound it's yeah. so effective at the use of Small pieces of characterization. If you know ASL and you watch this movie, you'll get a lot more out of it than I did because I don't sign. But what's really interesting about it is that it's really told through small details. Yeah. And it's great. I highly it recommend really, it. Really, the story progresses in these very thoughtful steps. Yeah. It's, it, it's very the, the well plotted. Is, the structure is very purposeful. Right. And I don't feel like there's really any wasted time in it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't know that Office Jim could do this. Kudos. And he's married to the lead in that. Yeah, Emily no, Blunt. Just hate, you know, what, double, double paycheck. Emily Blount. Blount. I'm out here. I'm out here in Amish <laughs> smoking that Blount. <laughs> smoking that Emily Blount. <laughs> yes. So we are about to do the uh, the the no plugs refused, no pimped plugs out, refused. end of the show event. So, uh, where can we find you online, Brian? Oh, well, first of all, you aren't going to find me at the dick sucking factory. Yeah, because I haven't no, gotten you a job there yet, sir. <laughs> I haven't called my boss said, and recommended said, you. They said my mouth was too small, <laughs> too dry. I think too was dry. Like. <laughs> my mouth is. They're put, and the way they do it, it's really weird. Is that a guy wraps a paper towel around his finger and he sticks it down your throat till you start the gag, and then he pulls it out, and the thing is, and then there's a piece of drywall and he smears it down the drywall if it's under six inches your slug trail nope sir you, i'm sorry listen not qualified <laughs> listen if you're a little bit younger we get you as a fluffer intern mm-hmm. but i'm um, seeing here you already have a degree in astrophysics from mit i don't sorry. think you're gonna yep. yeah you're just gonna have to be at the back of the the line as it were that was when neil degrasse tyson, neil DeGrasse anyway, tyson so. came, did, did a ted talk at the dick yeah. factory <laughs> That was my favorite, I don't have any riffs to follow up on. That was my favorite day at the job when he came in job. there. It? It, was, it was way cooler than when Jordan Pearson came here. It's like, what you guys are doing for for <laughs> our <service>. nation? <laughs> you, 
guys are the real essential workers here at the uh, the dick sucking factory uh, here in here in uh, Earth City, Missouri. What you That's guys? where all the factories are in Missouri, by the way. That's the joke. That's what if, yeah, yeah, yeah. Earth City is a, a corporate town. I think Oof. like I think technically it has like three residents. Yeah. Um, oh, my own is what they would say. Oh. Yes. Um, so, Brian, where can they find you online? That's not the dick sucking not factory. The dick sucking factory. Well, you can find net. me at the hand job hut. No, come on. on Natural Bridge by the airport. Well, these people don't live in St. Louis, so tell them uh, where you are on Twitter. <laughs> Nuts for less. Anyway, no. Uh, it- <laughs> we're not even like trash or anything. It's just like we're two beers in. Yeah. I think you might drop me off a third. I did. Jesus. I did. Man, I I, well, I got work tomorrow. I can't show up. Listen. Oh, this I, is I know, my you Friday. Know, you know I'm, I'm fucking... getting serious about things. Well, I'm like, I work at a warehouse and I won't want to show up hungover. Like, <laughs> motherfucker, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I used to actually once got uh, did an interview for a warehouse position where I said, and I'm sober. And the guy just started writing very quickly on the notepad, like <laughs> sober. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to show up smelling like gin being like, man, my old lady kicked me out again. <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's just mostly I just show up being like, man, my life is sad. And this yeah. is all I got going for your, me. Your life's not a George Thorogood song. Anyways. So if you want to find me folks, if you want to find the center my ego of my power of my passion you can send your death threats to i shot Bor i-s-h-o-t-g-u-i-d-b-o-r-d on twitter and instagram and if you want to check out my photos uh, i've got some really lovely photos i shot of the japanese metal gods boris a couple months ago a month ago actually almost exactly mm-hmm. and i'll by the time this is out i'll have some really lovely photos from uh, melt banana mm-hmm. up on yield web website and the website there is assholemusicphotographer.com and if I am having any sort of luck and continue to have fun shooting shows after many years of giving up that passion (laughs) uh, I might throw up uh, something on the other URL that I have is that is somewhat related, which is amusicphotographer.com. Ah. It's a very smart branding there. Yeah. I, I can be a little, I can be a little naughty. I, listen, I can be your angel oh, or I can be your devil. devil. Yeah. So, uh, and now, uh, so that's all my pluggables. Now, Jason, hey, Jason, uh, the, the ringleader of the, the, of, of the short bus. The, the, uh, the potentate of Poontang is what they used the to The viceroy of Velcro shoes. Perfect. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at video crime. That's B-I-D-E-O-C-R-I-M-E. You can find me on TikTok at Laser Goose CEO. Long story. Won't get into it here. Uh, same with Instagram. That's at Laser Goose CEO. I am uh, answering all of your emails for eight minutes of dogs barking at gmail.com. Yeah. I'm also taking phone calls, texts, and whatever the fuck you ever decide to send to me at our phone number, 314 ahoy who that's 314-246-9766 to this day by the way brian i think i have not received a single phone call <laughs> it's really hard when we only have 50 listeners uh, 143 thank you oh wow we're yeah, growing we're, i told you we're um, in the triple digits why didn't you tell me jason i thought i told why you, didn't you tell me why didn't you tell me this momentous occasion I'm sorry. The number go up, Brian. You know what? Go. The number is going to go up even further because I believe for our next episode, we are going to have our first, First. our first, 
our first. first special guest. That's right. And we're going to take a nice boy from Milwaukee and we're going to tell him <laughs> about one of the weirdest, most bizarre. We're doing an IRL. We are doing it for weird real. bullshit thing. We'll be talking about one of the, one of the many famous urgent legends here in the St. Louis area. Oddly enough, my our, our, our my friend, our guest that we were going to invite on here, I don't think he really knows anything about this one. Nope. Uh, which obviously makes sense because he didn't grow up here. But, uh, you know, I've got some stories about the bubble heads. Mm-hmm. Oh, I oh. said it. Mm. Oh, I said it. Little Ooh, that's a little, little teaser. teaser little, just a tip. For spooky month, we're going to give you a little something spooky from our neck of the woods. So the bubble heads the are... The hellscape uh, that is the general St. Louis area. Oh, it's not traffic on... Uh, it's not traffic on 270 in the morning? <laughs> oh, oh, folks. Oh, that's a it's, joke it's that not. only makes sense if you're from here. So we're going to give you a little spooky something, a little something special that you haven't had before, which is, of course, an interview with the two of us and a hapless victim. So that <laughs> will be uh, next week on the program. You'll be getting that just in time for the spooky times. Ooh. Hey, um, don't forget your toothbrush. Don't forget your toothbrush. Hey, brush your hair. Tell your sister I said hello. Hey, <laughs> you guys, hey, what you guys are doing over here, it's really nice with the whole uh, podcast yeah. thing. But when are you going to start talking about well, how much we love our mothers? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, you know what I love? I love your sister. Anyway. <laughs> hey, little- hey, hey, hey. Uh, so, <laughs> 40 Minutes and Dogs Marky, thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Jason. That's Brian. Uh we're going to leave you with a little something from some friends that we just made the other day. Of course, the we mall. talked about them. We the talked mall. About, yeah, we talked about them earlier in the show. New friends of ours. One of our new favorite St. Louis bands. That's a mutual thing because we both agree. A band called The Mall. Record of theirs is called Time Vehicle Earth. There is a nice little slab of vinyl coming out November 7th. Mm-hmm. The digital copy, of course, is available right now. Mm-hmm. Punk.bandcamp.com. Fucking coup that they got that, by the way. Punk? Punk.bandcamp.com. I guess it's one of those things where, like, no shit. Who would do that? Yeah, well, they would. Yeah, and well, I mean, it's like it's like people that found out they could get like their first name on on because yeah, early days of Twitter, Twitter yeah. like oh, someone else has gotten like you know Cassidy, right? Nope. So nope. punk.bandcamp.com is our friends the mall. The mall song we're gonna play tonight is called Claw Marks, track three from their album. Like I said, Time Vehicle Earth. If you get the vinyl, it's of course gonna be super smooth. Big and bold, brassy and beautiful. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey, say hello to your sister. Anyway, have a good night. We'll see you in the future. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.